Hello and welcome to the faculty interview, covering the latest breakthroughs, research news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In this interview, Chris Davison discusses the move towards assessment to promote student learning and explores the conceptual and practical issues in using assessment to promote learning. So in Australia, like many other English-speaking countries and increasingly in Asia, um, there are uh, a lot of developments in the assessment um, context uh, that could be broadly defined as moving assessment away from focusing on measurement uh, and for accountability purposes only towards focusing on assessment to promote student learning. And um, in Australia, which has been involved in this kind of uh, assessment approach for a number of decades now, uh, there are a number of reasons for the development. First of all, it, it is clear from a lot of research that was conducted in the um, 1990s and even earlier, um, people such as the Assessment Reform Group, Dylan William and um, Paul Black, um, did a lot of research and found that out of all the uh, impacts on assessment, the one that contributed the most to student learning was formative assessment. Um, that was where assessment is used to form and shape uh, future student learning. Um, that research was um, affirmed and extended by the work of John Hattie uh, in the 1990s and 2000s looking at um, visible learning. He analysed a whole series of um, variables that might impact on um, what made a difference to students' learning, uh, looking at um, the increase in the effect size of student, um, different student factors, teacher factors, uh, contextual factors and so on, and found that the single most important cluster of factors uh, within school factors was factors that we would associate with um, assessment. So things such as um, students taking um, responsibility for um, reporting on their own progress, uh, feedback from teachers, students having the opportunity to give formative evaluation of students uh, and teachers' participation. There's three key characteristics of the way that assessment needs to be used. Um, firstly, it needs to be formative. It needs to actually, as I said, shape or inform student learning rather than simply summative, simply a summary of where students are up to or uh, not used just for accountability purposes to justify whether schools or systems are doing a good job but actually uh, make a difference to the students' learning. The second main characteristic of assessment for learning is that it should be teacher-mediated and teacher-led. Assessment needs to be very close to student learning and that means that a lot more assessment needs to take place in the classroom rather than in the examination hall and it needs to be developed um, in collaboration with and preferably as much as possible by teachers who are familiar with um, where their students are up to, what the strengths and weaknesses of the student's development is. And the teacher needs to lead that assessment rather than being, as it has been traditionally, um, externally 
externally exams and so forth that have been externally set and assessed. Um, it needs to be much more um, internally uh, developed and appropriate for the student cohort. Um, the third key characteristic of these kinds of initiatives is that there needs to be a major push for student engagement and involvement in the assessment process themselves. Um, in a more traditional assessment culture, an examination culture, um, students have been the relatively passive consumers of assessment information. Um, they've been asked to take various external tests and then um, been given the grades or marks, which are used often for high, quite high-stakes purposes. And they've had very little um, engagement or involvement in the assessment process. Um, but if we really want to use assessment to impact on their learning, to actually promote the learning, then we need to involve the learner much more um, actively as a participant in the assessment process because after all, they are, at the end of the day, they are the ones who need to do the learning. And you can only get improvement if they know and understand what the assessment is being used for um, and um, can talk about their own development uh, in ways which make sense to them. Um, so there's been a major push for more um, self-assessment and peer assessment. That doesn't mean students allocating their own grades for higher stakes performance. It means um, students understanding the criteria that are going to be used to assess them, perhaps even participating in co-developing that criteria with their teachers and with other um, students or contributing to that um, through uh, assessment committees and so on. It means them um, being able to um, contribute to the assessment process, um, not by correcting their own work necessarily, but by giving an indication, perhaps predicting what, um, what they might be good at and what they need to improve before they sit in assessment, reflecting on the results of the assessment and, and and recording uh, what they might have done well and what they think they should have done better on. Um, and being involved, most importantly of all, in a dialogic interaction uh, when it comes to feedback. So they're simply not just getting a mark, but they're being asked for their views of what they thought they did well on, what they need to improve, and how they might go about it. Um, as part of the feedback feed forward process that they would engage with in the with the teachers, um, and this helps establish for them um, where they are in terms of their development, uh, where they need to go, and how they're going to get there. Well, there's some conceptual issues, and there's some practical issues. So, one conceptual issue that is critical for any kind of assessment to promote student learning, irrespective of context and um, the, target, uh, the target group that you're working with, is the need for the assessment system that is established for students to promote learning to adopt the, um, the characteristics that are congruent with what you're trying to achieve in terms of assessment. 
So, for example, I've been involved in projects where um, system-wide assessments uh, have they've wanted to overhaul them, and I've been invited into um, countries that have wanted to change their assessment system so it's much more oriented towards assessment for learning. But what they have wanted to do then is to simply rewrite the examination advice for teachers asking teachers to do all the assessment. Um, they want to write um, new assessment tasks and criteria and tell teachers to implement them at a specific time um, under particular conditions and so on. I've even been involved in a system where they wanted um, inspectors from the education system to go in and inspect the teachers' uh, assessment tasks to make sure that they were doing the correct thing in terms of the new assessment system. Now, the problem with this conceptually is it's, it's trying to introduce a new way of using assessment, i.e. to promote learning, using the very old um, mechanisms that were used for assessment for accountability purposes, uh, for marks and grades and so on. And there's a, there's a dissonance there, an incongruence, that will ultimately undermine whatever um, people are trying to do when they're trying to innovate. So, uh, for example, um, if you want teachers to be uh, involved in assessment to, to mediate it and lead that with confidence and power, you need to give a high degree of trust and autonomy to teachers. That doesn't mean creating a vacuum and saying to teachers, you fill it. It means providing very strong scaffolding and support for teachers, providing lots of opportunities for professional learning, providing the right tools um, and, uh, and mechanisms, many of which can now be online, to enable teachers to, to know what it is that they are trying to achieve and to feedback to the people that are leading the innovation the kinds of problems and issues that they're having and how collectively being able to work as a team to resolve them. Simply making the, changing the, the goal but leaving the teachers' roles the same isn't going to help um, change the system. Um, the, the second uh, example, students are feeling um, that they're getting the assessment information they need to improve their learning, but we're still using the old heavy-handed deficit kinds of discourses um, with students, um, focusing on what they can't do, uh, focusing on, on using red pens and um, focusing on errors and corrections that they need to make. Um, so in an assessment for learning system, what you need is to focus on um, what the students can do. Um, no matter how um, low uh, their level of performance is currently, um, there is always something that they can do. So if we focus on what they can do and then talk to them about what they now need to do next, um, that they're not yet doing but they need to do as the next step for their learning, then you're creating a continuum of learning or a set of learning progressions like a ladder. So 
for students that is created in a very positive way which makes them feel that the next step is achievable and helps them learn. It's like you're holding their hand while they are moving up the ladder of progression. Um, so that's another significant example of a key conceptual change in our thinking about assessment. Um, specifically in my own area for um, working with students from language backgrounds other than English who are learning in and through English as a second language in an English-speaking country. Um, one of the other huge conceptual uh, um, changes we've had to make is a recognition of the fact that the student is coming with um, at least one other language and culture um, to the learning of English. Now, that's long been um, recognised at a rhetorical level, um, but when it's come to assessment, in the past, all assessment's been in English, and all assessment has assumed the student is a really relatively passive consumer of assessment judgments, generally formulated by some sort of externally set and assessed um, test. Um, the field of EAL generally has been characterised by large-scale standardised tests, such as the IELTS and um, the TOEFL and so on. And um, it's not been uh, thought through what the implications would be for these kinds of testing regimes um, in an assessment for learning culture when we want to use assessment to promote learning. And one of the things that we've been grappling with is how to build on what the student is bringing to uh, the learning of English um, so that they're an active agent in the assessment of their development. And one of the things that they're bringing, of course, is their first language um, uh, expertise, their first language resources, and their cultural understandings of the way um, assessment is shaped and formed um, from their previous experience. Um, so uh, conceptually, we've need, needed to understand where the learner is coming from and their parents and the influence of the parents on that, given that parents are very important stakeholders, particularly in many of the cultural um, backgrounds, many of the cultural contexts in which our learners from language background other than English come from. Um, and so we've tried to push uh, questions about the students' first language resources, questions about their existing attitudes about language and learning, um, questions about uh, the ways in which they continue to use their first language resources um, and cultural resources throughout their second language learning at the front and centre of the assessment system. It might be as simple as um, having something in the student's first language, a, a, a little talk that, that, that gives them some information about the ways in which we are using assessment to promote learning and why we are doing that. Um, why, for example, will teachers ask them uh, what they thought they did well and what they need to improve? That's a pretty bizarre thing um, uh, to ask a student uh, if you're used to a, a traditional test regime. So getting the student from the outset to understand um, why uh, the assumptions about assessment might be different and what we're trying to achieve with that and being very explicit and clear. But 
one of the practical challenges to this kind of um, deep-seated conceptual change is is that in many uh, systems you're working with not just one first language and culture but a multitude. So typically in English-speaking countries such as Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the USA, England, we might be dealing with 100 to 150 different first languages and cultures. So the provision of information to students is difficult and even more more challenging is the provision of information to their parents, particularly if they the parents don't come from a, a language background um, in which there is a, a literate form of the language. So we've been playing around with different ways to um, provide reports um, in multiple languages um, through oral uh, interpretation um, and even through simple um, pictorial images and so on uh, for young students and students at a very early stage of learning English. Um, you can't, it's, it's not a good excuse though anymore to say, well, they're, they don't speak English well, so we won't worry about making them a partner in assessment process uh, until they can speak English because they will take a lot longer to learn English um, if they aren't uh, an active partner in the process. The other related practical problem um, is making sure that the information that is produced by this kind of assessment is available to multiple stakeholders. I've talked about making it available to students and parents in multiple languages, um, but also ensuring that you're still meeting the needs of systems and schools for information that they need for accountability purposes and for um, large-scale um, summative assessment. Um, so the idea is, um, unlike uh, in the past where uh, we developed assessment systems um, so that there was accountability and there could be summative assessments of students for high-stake purposes and then teachers and some students struggled with trying to make that information um, uh, transferable and explicit enough so they could understand what on earth it meant uh, for their future learning. Um, we now um, we now want to make the formative assessments uh, and the information derived from those central, but then provide um, easy ways to transfer that information into numbers and other sorts of aggregate data that systems and schools um, need uh, for their accountability purposes. So in an assessment to promote learning, we're not, we're not denying the need for these other purposes of assessment, but we're reversing the traditional emphasis so that we create assessment systems that first, that first and foremost meet the needs of the learner to improve learning, meet the needs of the teacher to promote that student learning, but then then um, create the translation mechanisms to enable other users to also access that information in ways that make sense to them. And that might be as simple as um, creating, um, for example, performance criteria that are written in simple 
uh, English or in languages other than English um, to explain to a student what the various steps are in in write in various levels of achievement in writing a particular genre, a particular text type, say a narrative. So you know a low level of expertise, a mid level, a higher level of expertise, and so on. Um, but then uh, being having a teacher being able to for example, online, highlight those performance criteria in ways which um, speak to the students, could be translated into a, another language for the parents of the students, but then also can be reduced to uh, a numbers um, so that they can be aggregated for systems. So this is, this is one of the, the big practical needs that we have to ensure that the measurement and accountability functions of assessment, which has traditionally been high stakes, don't um, don't um, we don't continue this dichotomy between those functions and the formative functions of assessment. Um, we put the formative functions front and central, and then make sure that we meet the other functions as well. What we need um, in terms of uh, recommendations going forward is we need to focus on building assessment literacy of all key stakeholders. Um, obviously, teachers, um, there's a big focus on teacher assessment literacy at the moment and them uh, being able to um, feel confident and um, comfortable in um, developing appropriate and effective assessment tasks and activities for students, um, feeling confident about making trustworthy assessment decisions um, which will be valid uh, for the students and their parents but also seen as reliable and trustworthy by the systems and then being able to uh, confidently and, and um, explicitly um, engage in interactive feedback feed forward with students to improve learning. There's just some of the things that are focus of assessment literacy for teachers. But we also need to build the assessment literacy, as I've said, of students and of parents, but also of the broader community. The broader community is often making assumptions about um, assessment and its purposes based on what was done to them. And I use those words <laughs> deliberately. Done to them when they were part of an assessment system. Um, but then they assume that is the only way to do something or that is the best way to do something. So I suppose one of my um, my, my greatest uh, um, concerns and, and strongest recommendations is that we build explicit, uh, explicit and publicly available um, systems that will show not just teachers and students, but all key stakeholders, including the broader community, um, what we are doing in using assessment to promote learning, how we're going about it, and how we're ensuring um, trustworthiness, um, fairness, um, and the effective use of assessment information. And that's where systems such as I've been working on with the... Um, Tools for Enhancing Assessment Literacy for Teachers, the TEAL project, um, is, is so important as a um, public, uh, easily accessible and explicit um, source of 
not only advice and professional learning for all key stakeholders, but also a lot of tools that can help um, develop assessment literacy and can tools that can help teachers and students build their assessment capabilities and improve their learning. Um, and also, above all, an opportunity to network uh, with others interested in the same area. Mm-hmm.